This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. In any movement, there will be a few, sometimes only one, that rises head and shoulders above all others. And so it was with my good friend, John Robert Lewis. That was House Majority Whip James Clyburn, remembering his friend and colleague, Representative John Lewis, who died on July 17th. The two men's friendship went back decades, before either was even in Congress, to the days when they were fighting for civil rights in the segregated South. Clyburn was among the many voices paying tribute to Lewis on the floors of Congress this week, which returned from a long recess to a busy week of legislating and grief. It can be difficult to memorialize people who are larger than life. Lewis, who was elected as a Democrat to represent the Atlanta area in 1986, had already secured a place in history before coming to Capitol Hill. It's the greatest gathering of its citizens the Republic has ever seen. 300,000 come to march on Washington. The theme is integration. The mood is optimism. A seminal figure in the civil rights era, Lewis led the Student Nonviolent Coordinating Committee, was a freedom rider, spoke at the 1963 March on Washington, and was nearly beaten to death in 1965 at the Edmund Pettus Bridge when he was leading marchers from Selma to Montgomery. During his long career in public service, from the administration of Jimmy Carter to the halls of Congress, he never stopped fighting injustice wherever he saw it. He had a way of framing politics in human and moral terms, and he was widely regarded as the conscious of the Congress. Since his death, his colleagues have invoked his name and honored him in floor speeches, news conferences, and personal conversations. They all span the political, cultural, and geographic breadth of Congress. Lucy McBath, a fellow Georgia Democrat who represents a nearby district to Lewis's. Tonight we stand in this great chamber and mourn our friend, a civil rights icon, and the conscience of Congress. John Lewis towered over his era, and his loss is deeply felt across this country and across the globe. Liz Cheney, the highest-ranking Republican woman in Congress and who comes from a storied political Republican family in Wyoming. John Lewis taught us, quote, nothing can stop the power of a committed and determined people to make a difference in our society. Why? Because human beings are the most dynamic link to the divine on this planet. And Will Hurd a Texas Republican and the only black member of the House GOP conference. If it weren't for the bravery of John and men and women like him, many of us wouldn't be in this chamber today. And as a black man, I'm not sure I would have had the same rights as my fellow countrymen. John shaped this country in immeasurable ways. He never sat by when he saw injustice. He never stopped fighting. 
and at a time when America is so divided. We should look at John's courage for inspiration. We should look at John's bravery for imitation. And we should look at John's words and follow them. The way Lewis himself spoke was as remarkable for its soaring rhetoric as it was for the way he delivered it in the cadences of a preacher from the Deep South. That was the vocation the young John Lewis thought he might go into before he dedicated his life to the politics and policies of his time to getting into what he called good trouble. His own words serve as perhaps the most fitting memorial for this man. Here he is at the March on Washington in 1963. We are tired. We are tired of being beaten by policemen. We're tired of seeing our people locked up in jail over and over again. And then you holler, be patient. How long can we be patient? We want our freedom and we want it now. Here he is in the more recent debates, ranging from health care. My heart mourns for innocent little children whose very lives depend on if their family can pay the bills. This is the right and wrong of it. This is the heart and soul of the matter. We cannot abandon our principles. Mr. Speaker, we cannot forget our values. Have fought too hard and too long to back down now. I will fight any bill to turn the clock back to a darker time. To impeachment. I rise with a heavy heart to support this resolution. Our nation is founded on the principle that we do not have kings, we have presidents. And the Constitution is our compasses. No stage was too big for him, and no venue was too small to matter. He even took the time to speak to members of this newsroom back in 2015. Roll Call and CQ were celebrating their anniversaries back then, and we did what all good newsrooms know how to do. We threw a party. John Lewis was gracious enough to accept our invitation to speak at that shindig, and as anyone who saw him in such situations can attest, he commanded the room with charm and with grace. He told some familiar jokes, put everyone at ease, and then he delivered a message about our history, his history, civil rights, some contemporary issues, and always, always a reminder that there was more work to do and he wanted to be a part of it. Here he is on September 17th, 2015, in his own words. We can do it. We can come together again and be prepared to challenge some of the great issues, meet the challenges of some of the great issues of our time. We're not there yet. I remember the day of the march on Washington when President Kennedy invited us down to the White House and he stood in the door of the Oval Office, welcome each one of us. And he said, you did a good job, you did a good job. He was beaming like a proud father because everything had gone so well. He said and to each one of us, you did a good job. And when he got to Dr. Martin Luther King Jr., he said, you did a good job and you had a dream. It was my last time seeing the president. We have come a distance. We made some unbelievable progress, but we still have a distance to go. I would like to see 
before I leave the Congress, before I leave Capitol Hill, I would like to see CQ and Roll Call write a great story saying that the Congress got its act together and, and passed a comprehensive immigration reform bill. We have to do it. It's the right thing to do. It's the moral thing to do. There's no such thing as illegal human beings. We all come from some other place except Native Americans. We have to respect the dignity and the worth of every human being. That is our challenge. We have to infuse every American that we're human. And human must learn to live and peacefully coexist. But no one is left out or left behind. So I want to thank you for inviting me to come by. I feel more than lucky. I feel very blessed that I've had an opportunity to serve all these many years. And to read Roll Call and CQ, I feel much better each time I read it. And uh, thank you very much, and have a good evening. Thanks for listening. See you next time on Political Theater.